Well, here we are back on a Friday. Time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast on GFBS. And back in the studio again, our realty expert, John Brodeen. How are you, John? Back again. I'm good. Back again, man. How's the week going for you? Good. Thanks for having me in here. I know on uh, Monday you said you were busy, busy, busy. How's yeah. the rest of the week been going? Yeah, same same thing. Lots of people, lots of people buying and selling. Need more listings, hit the market. Yeah, yeah. What's, uh, what, what is um, your, um, how many houses are out there for sale now? Oh, gosh. Your inventory was the word I was looking yeah. for. Last time I checked was like, right in like the 150 to 155 mark in grand forks mm-hmm. and that includes all the houses that are subject to a home or a, uh, a home sale contingency and a inspection contingency. Okay. so usually like right now i think right around like high 20s like 27 to 30 are contingent upon a home inspection right now. okay oh. so that 155 number is less than you know mm-hmm. uh the ones that are actually available is actually less than 155. And that's after like 15 uh, new twin homes just hit the market wow. recently. Okay. Um, that are going to be built this summer. So, yep. Low inventory. Low inventory. If you're thinking about selling, you can make a lot of money if you call me right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what would average inventory be if, if this is considered low inventory? Well, you know, if we would have looked like um, two years ago, over 300 oh wow yeah okay so it's like half 50 percent of what yeah, it was exactly okay now i would imagine with uh interest rates being so low yep. this last year uh now is the time to buy yep people want to lock in these interest rates yeah and, and i would imagine there's got to be some common buyer mistakes out there if somebody especially is looking to buy their first home you don't want to turn it into a drag or a nightmare or break their heart but there are mistakes people make, and it's people like you, the realty experts from Berkshire Hathaway, that can stop this from happening. Yeah. But what are some of the most common buyer mistakes, John? Um, so the most common buyer mistakes, and, and the people who are, you know, like you always talk about, the people who are the most prepared to get in touch with us the earliest mm-hmm. are less likely to make these mistakes. And the more that they rely on our advice, the less likely these mistakes are to happen. The first thing is... Uh, and I, and I hope anybody's realtor would tell him this. Uh, it, it's not always the best investment to buy a home. Okay. And that might come seem contradictory coming from a real estate agent. Okay. Um, and I don't make any money if people rent houses, but I also don't want people to lose money because they bought a house when they shouldn't have. Sure. If you're only going to live in a house for two years, it's, it's much riskier to decide to buy instead of rent. Um, sure, you could get lucky. The market could do great. Um, and you could make some money in two years, but it, the chances of the market going up are less if you're not in it for as long. Okay. Um, the other thing is you're not going to pay off your mortgage very much, you know, in, in a very short amount of time, unless mm-hmm. you're putting a bunch extra into it. So time is the key. Uh, if you're not going to plan to live in the home for like four or five years, and that's a little on the conservative side, but that's what I like to tell people, mm-hmm. you're probably safer uh, deciding to rent instead of buy. There, okay. There are a couple exceptions. If you plan to like really fix up the property, if you're buying kind of an unattractive, uh, rundown property that doesn't appeal to very many people, and then you completely fix it up. Mm-hmm. The key here is to completely fix it up. Right. Um, then, then you could probably do all right, do well in two years. Um, but notice how I said completely fix it up. Mm-hmm. If you buy an unattractive property that needs a lot of work and you only do half of it, it's still going to be unattractive to most buyers. Sure. So either go all the way or don't go any of the way um, on that sort of thing. So yeah, if if you're not going to plan to live in the house for four to five years, 
it is safer to rent. Um, if your agent won't tell you this, they just want to make a quick buck off of you and they don't care about, you know, your financial situation. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people that, um, because when I have a client, it turns into kind of a, you know, a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. They're going to call me when they need to sell it. And I don't want to tell somebody that, oh, this is the best idea ever for you to buy a house right now. Right. And then in two years when they call me to sell it, I've got to tell them, well, hey, the market hasn't changed. You barely paid off any of your mortgage. You put a low down payment down and now you got to write a check to get out of it. It's the last thing I want somebody yeah. to have to do. So it's not always the right decision to buy. But if it is the right decision to buy, if you're going to live in it for, you know, over that amount of time, mm-hmm. it is probably going to be the right decision to buy as long as you can maintain and take care of it. Sure. So that's going to be the first biggest mistake is buying when you should have rented. Okay. And I'm one of the realtors that will tell you that. Um, The next biggest mistake, probably the most common mistake, is shopping for a house before you shop for a mortgage. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You've heard me say this one a million times. So you need to have your lender, all that stuff taken care of before you shop. Yes. The reason for that is if you start shopping for a house and the perfect house hits the market... Um, and it's attractive, especially in this market. If you're not even pre-approved yet, somebody else who is pre-approved is also going to find it attractive and they're going to buy it and you're not going to have a chance at it. Yeah. You've waited for the perfect house to come up and you weren't even able to take advantage of the opportunity. Kind of a don't count your chickens before the eggs hatch. You got to make sure you have the money. Yep. And then the, the emotional side of this that really sucks for buyers is um, you could end up looking at homes in a price range uh, that you're not approved for, and that's going to completely ruin the whole experience for you because mm-hmm. you've got your hopes up, you've imagined yourself living in a certain type of home, and then turns out you've got to move down. Like let's say you've been looking at all these four hundred thousand dollar homes that have all these features, and maybe you missed calculating something in, and you think you can afford it, and you can't. And then when you find out what you actually can afford, you're looking at three hundred thousand dollar homes, which are beautiful and nice, Mm -hmm. but they might not seem beautiful and nice to you if you've been looking at $400,000 homes this whole time. And now this whole exciting experience of buying your new home is not so fun and exciting and disappointing. So that's super disappointing. I never want buyers to go through either of those things, losing the perfect house that hits the market Mm -hmm. um, or having to change your expectations. Uh, And, and, you know, I would imagine that happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, You know, people, they have their visions of grandeur and their dream homes. And and then you realize we just don't really have the means for that. Yeah. So maybe and, and again, getting back to talking to you guys early. Yep. That way you're not probably going to get your heart broke. You're going to, you're going to sit down with these people and say, look, we yeah. have to be realistic here. Yeah. This is what you can do. Yep, exactly. And then, and if they, so if they start shopping in their own price range, they're going to know a beautiful home when they see it. And mm-hmm. they're going to know a house that, you know, maybe is overpriced when they see it. So knowing that's critical to your sanity, to the whole experience, it's super important. Shop for a mortgage before you start shopping for a house. Um, the other thing that, uh, a mistake somebody could make is thinking that they're saving money by not getting their own realtor. Um, so whenever you, if you're buying a home and you buy any of the houses listed on the market, um, you, uh, you are entitled to having a realtor represent you on your side, your own realtor who you get to pick, and it's not going to cost you anything at closing last on, on Wednesday. We talked about closing costs. Mm-hmm. On the buyer side of closing costs, realtor fees are not in there. They're on the seller side. Every seller that's selling 
um, that's on the market in Grand Forks has already agreed to pay whichever agent brings in the buyer uh, their their commission. That's how we get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking that holding off on getting a realtor is going to save you money um, could be a big mistake. You get way more value out of out of that realtor representing you the earlier you get in touch mm-hmm. with them and use all their knowledge. It's all free to you. You want to take it take as much advantage of that as you possibly can. And, and you know, the, the old saying, because I used to be tight, mm-hmm. um, I, I wouldn't spend the extra money on something that I knew was better. Yeah. Uh, but you pay for what you get. Yep. And that is why you realty experts are so important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Yeah. All right. Any more common buyer mistakes? Um, so it is more common for a buyer to kind of find their agent by accident. Um whereas sellers are more likely to ask for referrals, do mm-hmm. research, interview multiple agents. So, you know, if, and it's not, I mean, a, the buyer agent's duties aren't quite as complicated. It's not quite as high stakes, but you still don't want to find your agent by accident and end up with an agent who, um, you know, where you're not, you're not getting as good a service. You're not happy you're with when it's all said and done. Yeah. And so some ways that people end up, you know, getting in with an agent that they maybe wouldn't want to work with mm-hmm. um, is just calling the name on the sign um, to ask for a showing. And then they end up that this agent starts showing them all their houses and they never really pick this agent. They yep. know anything. They don't know anything about just it. Kind of stuck with them. Yeah. Or another place where buyers might meet agents is at open houses. Um, you know, the agent hosting the open house, they're doing that so they can meet buyers, but you still want to make sure the agent that you pick and that you work with is, you know, a full-time agent. You want to read their, you know, their Zillow reviews or their, online reviews, um, you know, ask for recommendations, um, you know, definitely make sure they're full time. You might, you might not realize this person you met has a full time job, so they can't show you houses right. during the day right. or that they're not able, even able to respond to your text during the day. And in this market, um, you know, that could cause you to miss out on a, well, absolutely. On a house. And, and so it's a good thing, uh, when you're looking for an agent, find three, four, five, six of them and interview them. Sure. Just yeah. like you would if you're looking to hire somebody to work in your company. Yep. Yep. And, and ask for recommendations, look at their reviews online. Um, you know, you, like, you know, it's make sure it's somebody that you're comfortable with, make sure it's somebody who you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, and then this, this happens a lot is you don't want to let your emotions run too high, uh, and kind of dictate everything you're doing through the home search. Um, if you let your emotions run too high, you might kind of, you might become obsessed with a house and look at it through rose colored glasses and not want to look at any of the drawbacks Mm -hmm. and it could cause you to not make as wise of an investment or maybe overpay because you are acting on impulse. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's fine to have, you know, it's totally normal to be excited about buying a home and I'm not discouraging that, but you, you want to recognize that and then also listen to that you know, logical voice in your head and, you know, enjoy the process. Yeah, And, you know, if you're going to make an investment like that, you want to enjoy your investment. You don't want to buy the house and, and, um, you know, all of a sudden you can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, You still have to live, even though you're making your mortgage payments, you still have to live. So people really need, and and I could see how, yeah, that could really be a buzzkill in a short amount of time. Yeah. You see the perfect house. It's, fixed up all nice it it has all the pretty things you want but it's in a neighborhood you really don't want to be in mm-hmm. but you're so obsessed with this house that you say oh it's fine i don't care about the neighborhood i just want this house so bad and you know maybe a few months down the road once you start living there you start feeling like you made a mistake or when you sell you it, that's when you the you realize that maybe you didn't make the best decision 
And the same thing when you're, you're, there's highs and lows through this whole process. Um, and the more that you stress out about the highs and the lows and the more emotionally, you know, wound up you are with the whole thing. Um, like one of the biggest things that's very normal to experience, you, you get really hot on a property, you offer on it, you maybe even have to fight off other offers and you're so excited and you finally get your offer accepted. And then the gravity of the situation sets in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty normal to experience buyer's remorse. Whenever you make a big purchase, everybody feels a little bit of buyer's remorse and a little bit of uh, fear of that big commitment. Sure. And this happens at this. So this happens for most people right after they get that offer accepted. And this is the same time that you're going to be doing your home inspection on the property. Mm-hmm. So you can see how that could put you through a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, you, the gravity of the situation sets in a little bit of fear of commitment sets in. Um, you were super high. And then now on this, on this whole thing, then now you get uh, an inspection report where they pick apart every little detail of this house. And then it's super easy for people to get scared and, and want to completely like back off. So you want to look at that, uh, you know, and you don't want to make rash decisions here either. Um, you know, no house is going to be perfect. You want to be able to look at that home inspection report and not get overwhelmed by it and keep a level head um, and recognize that it's normal to experience some buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more prepared people are, the less big ups and downs um, that they're going to experience. And, and the more prepared you are for those highs and lows, the more you can recognize them and, and make wise decisions and mm-hmm. act, act mm-hmm. logically through the whole thing. And to be more prepared would mean get a hold of you earlier. Yep. Because yep. you're going to be able to walk them through. This shouldn't be as stressful no it, because there is stress involved with buying or selling a house i mean that's yep. pretty obvious but you can control how much yep. if you're prepared yep a- exactly if you're prepared and you know if you recognize what you're experiencing and you don't just act on impulse um with the good and the bad mm-hmm. you're more likely to make wise decisions sure and, and have a home that you're really going to enjoy that's going to fit your needs and it's going to be a good investment right Man, I learned a lot again today, John. Yeah. Uh, any any yeah. other ones? Uh, I don't want to cut you off here. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, the the these are really the most common ones. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, shopping for a house before, shopping for a mortgage, um, getting overly stressed out and emotional and, and acting on impulse. And that, that also can come from rushing the whole process. Um, you know, deciding to deciding to buy when you really should be renting based on your situation. Um, those are probably some of the biggest, most uh, common mistakes that I see people make. And, and you know, you're, you're, you're so brutally honest. Um, of course you want to sell houses, yep. but of course you're always looking out for the people's best interest. Yep. It's a lifelong relationship. Um, I'd rather tell somebody something they don't want to hear that maybe makes them, maybe makes them upset mm. with me up front in order to preserve that, that relationship and make sure they're making wise decisions. Ultimately it's up to the people. Um, you know, I just want, my job is to make sure that they understand all the things that they, all the consequences and benefits and everything they might not know about the decision they're making. Mm -hmm. And then they make the decision. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't like to hear certain things, like you said, but these are also the same people that two years down the line or down the road are going to be going, you know what? I'm glad we had that talk because he was, absolutely right you're a realty expert you know this stuff that's why people need to get a hold of you yep that's that's going to pay off for them and it makes me happy when i 
you know, I'm glad that I had a certain conversation. And then when I come to sell the house seven years later, uh, I can bring the good news and mm-hmm. say, Hey, this, this was a great investment for you that you're going to get this much out of it. You know, you're going to be able to get what you want in your next house. It's, it's a good feeling. Right. Um, how does somebody get a hold of John Brody? 701-213-5428. That's my cell phone number. Call or text me. And do it soon. Yes. If you're looking to buy or sell, don't do it yourself. All right. No. And even if it's, you're not looking for a house until fall, Now's the time to get a hold of him. Absolutely. John Brodine, he is the realty expert from Berkshire Hathaway. And you know what? If you purchase a house from John and uh, you want to do a little tweak into it, get a hold of executive properties because these guys can do everything. All types of commercial and residential work. Doors, siding, concrete, cabinets, trim, tile, kitchen, bathrooms. I think you get the picture. Uh, but spring is coming and they're going to be booked. Over 30 years experience, these guys are good. Get a hold of them, 701-330-1273 or go to executiveproperties.org. And you can check out their reviews on Facebook and Google too. John Brodeen, again, thank you for coming in. Have yourself a great weekend. You too, John. Thanks. And uh, until next Wednesday, you all have yourself a great weekend too. And keep it tuned here, GFBS. GFBS.